1: Welcome, everyone, to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. On today's episode, I'm going to take a look at N.W.A. power. Um, it's been a while since I watched an N.W.A. show. Or, you know, I, I think the last time I watched the... Whatever that pay-per-view was when uh, Trevor Murdoch beat Nick Aldis for the title. Um, and I believe their uh, um, women's show... Before it, there was, like, one night was a women's show and then the next night was the the NWA pay-per-view. And it was, like, you know, at one price for both or, you know. So I watched that. Mostly I watched it support the women's show because Devin Malinka was on there supporting her. And, and yeah, at the time, NWA was still somewhat interesting with Nick Aldis as NWA champion. and But uh, it's been a while since I watched it and I wanted to kind of go back and take a look and review um the show and and i try to remember that like I, I think that was the last show i watched that pay for you so anyway power um when it debuted i think 2019 it was a very you know entertaining show it had a very uh nice nostalgia feel to it the old studio wrestling. I really liked that studio. And um, I think it was Georgia where they filmed it at. Um, really slick looking studio. I like the risers. You can see the crowd and the, the risers. And they had a pretty decent studio crowd there. They were loud. and They were vocal. And um, a lot of my friends who um, I would say mostly casual fans um, actually checked it out because I think they debuted on YouTube, if I remember correctly. So, they kind of tuned in. And a lot of people that kind of remember uh, wrestling from the past kind of like enjoyed the nostalgia. And I think that's what they're going for. That's what their their niche was, right? It was like – and they had some good talent. Nick Aldis, uh, Ricky Starks was on there early on. Uh, Nick Aldis, I think that first episode, I think he opened up the first episode in a suit, in a Bay world title – Cause he, you know, he looked like a champion uh, and it cut a hell of a promo and uh, you know, like you, you got some little positive vibes about the NWA. And then then I started seeing results, you know, Nick Aldis leaves and he started talking about his frustrations with the company. And uh, I, th- I believe I was on the in the click podcast, with baby Huey. We were talking about that. Cause baby Huey and I were both fans of the NWA power and what they were doing and, we enjoyed the nostalgia feel of uh, stu- the studio wrestling um look and he's younger than me and never really watched any kind of studio wrestling but he really enjoyed that you know and and for a a fan that didn't watch too wrestling and, and getting into the concept i thought that was i thought that was very cool that you know so I that that was on to something there but then, of course, Nick Aldis' contract ran out. And there's some issue. and I, At first, I thought maybe it was work. But then, I guess it's not because he hasn't been back. I'm surprised he hasn't shown up in either WWE or AEW. I think AEW could use Nick Aldis. Um, but from Nick Aldis's interviews, I feel like he's kind of angling to uh, go to WWE and I think that will be a reality. I, I can definitely see WWE signing Nick Aldis for NXT Europe brand. Um, and you know, Nick Aldis has been in the in the game for a very long time, and um, I think with Triple H at head of creative, I don't think age is really a factor. And I can see WWE signing him. I want to see him there, and I think he deserves that moment to wrestle in these really big crowds and. And stuff, and I think if I'm doing XT uh, Europe, he's one I want on there. You know, to be on the debut episode and a feature talent on that brand. Um, so for taking on podcasts, I was looking for something to watch, something to cover, and I thought, you know what, let's check out NWA Power. And it just so happens on this on the day I watched this March March seventh, they just dropped a new episode. So I like, perfect. Perfect. So let's let's take a look at this March 7th episode of NWA Power. Um it's a real quick watch. It's not even an hour. Um I, I think it was like 38 minutes long or may, maybe maybe a little more. Um I saw the show before that, same thing. Um you know, a little over 40 minutes I believe. So it's a very 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 quick watch. But it's a tough watch. I mean, this was a tough one. And first, the studio didn't have the pop of the original studio that I remember. The crowd is much smaller, and they they clap. Um, they make a noise here and there, but almost like they, you feel like are these people. Held hostage and they have to watch these damn shows, or are they just plants? And I'm looking at the people's faces as they're watching some of this stuff, and they're just there's just like confusion. And like, why did I waste my day watching this stuff? Because this wasn't good. It wasn't good. Um, the opening match was Trevor Murdoch versus a man named Beast Mode. Never seen Beast Mode in my life. Um, but he's a giant. He's seven foot three. Comes out. Um, looks like he's gear looks like, you know, hand me downs from uh Big Daddy Cool, Glenn Jacobs, and also Glenn Jacobs gave him a version of the cane mask as well. But this mask that he's wearing is just a black mask you can't even see the detail on it like it looks like it might be cool but it's just black and doesn't look like anything special so i looked up beast mode to find out who he was i would never seen him before seven foot three guy you think you would you think you would uh see him more in other places but it's not like giants really mean anything anymore these days there's so many of them out there most of them aren't good but beast mode his real name is peter john ramos He's and he's a former Basque professional basketball player. Um, he actually played for the Washington Wizards in two thousand in the two thousand four two thousand five season and playing like six games. Uh, like I said, he's a legit seven foot three. Uh, he went into pro wrestling and made his debut in the World Wrestling Council in Puerto Rico in twenty twenty. He is very green. I mean, very green. Um, Trey Mark did his best with with him and and. Beast Mode had just no charisma, no body language. I mean, when he, when Beast Mode whipped Trevor Murdoch from corner to corner, just nothing. Nope, it's just no body language. Just stiff as a board, sends him in, and no animation. Just here you go, and Murdoch is great. Did his best to you know hit that turnbuckle hard, take a bump down, and really trying to get over this guy is just. A giant monster, but Beast Mode is just doing nothing. I couldn't. He's not even anime, nothing. He just, he's just a statue in there. Um, and again, Murak doing his best to really get over the the power of Beast Mode, and people are they're looking at him and they they might be in awe of the size, but. He's not making you believe he's anything special or he's a he's a killer or he's dangerous and he think you can just see this guy has just doesn't have any clue right now. He's very green. Honestly, he shouldn't even be on television. Um he does a lot more work. Uh, a wrestler named Daisy Kill who looked like a combination of Brian Pillman and Van Hammer. Um, more, 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 Van Hammer and Brian Pillman came out and just attacked Trevor Murdoch, and there's a disqualification, and the heels just beat up Trevor Murdoch and leave in the ring. No one came out to check on Murdoch. No referees, no officials, not even any other baby faces. And this got zero reaction from the audience. It was quiet, and because no one believed this, no one, no one. No one just like this I don't, this crowd was, like I said weird I felt like they were hostages. I felt like they were they were held against their will to watch this wrestling show and please make noise here and there if you can, but this match could' get no matter how hard Trevor I tried and he's a good worker he just couldn't do anything with this guy um uh, beast mode like I said before I put him back on t v you gotta put him. You know, you got to work with him and have him do some indies and work on stuff. And maybe he is, but man, I mean, put him in some veterans that can kind of lead him and show him what to do. But I I think you see the seven foot three and like, oh, man, seven foot three. But he just looks clueless out there. It looks like he's never even seen wrestling before. That's all. That's how bad he was. NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV Uh, the commentators on the show are Joe Galley, who I think is pretty underrated. I think I, – I don't mind him. Um, I think he's pretty solid. Uh, Velvet Sky with her ASMR commentary. She talks like this and, uh-huh, you yeah. know. And Tim Storm, who's, you know, fine in his uh, uh, roles of veteran um, color commentator. I don't understand why Velvet Sky is there other than uh, – you know, she's attractive. I don't think she adds anything to commentary. Um, I didn't cover on, on this show. I almost covered. You know, I wasn't. I, I kind of watched the sh- show previously to kind of see stuff leading into this show. And there was a match where some guy named VHS and <laughs> his uh, gimmick was a like, be kind of you one. They said VHS is wrestling. I forget who he wrestled. I think it was like EC three or something. And like 20 minutes, I felt like they were just talking about like the glory days of VHS t- tapes on commentary and tape trading and going to the video st- store as this match is going on. But it just wasn't, uh, I don't know. She doesn't really, you know, she goes, It's velvet time. Like, what does that mean? You know, um, I, I just don't know what she, she's not wrestling anymore. I don't know what she, I don't know what you do with her, really. Um, maybe uh interviewer but they already have an interviewer in May, uh, May Valentine who's eh, she, you know better than when I first saw her when went into a power debut but not by much she's kind of more of a character now and something with Aaron Stevens but yeah it's uh but her the velvet sky tone it's so it's like if you ever seen those ASMR clips on YouTube with the lady talking about stuff and quietly and you know and I don't know it's it's bizarre it's bizarre and baby Hugh and I would just always laugh about Velvet Sky's commentary uh, match number two was EC3 with Black G's versus uh, Dante Smiley uh, before the match Black G's who's a manager and EC3 got to uh, go into the interview area uh, Black G's and EC3 entered into a partnership EC3 represented the create your narrative group and so, there's that. I mean, it's <laughs> just funny to me that they're promoting this Create Narrative group as, like, some outsider group. I mean, they did nothing. <laughs> you know, they did nothing. But And it's just a, a weird heel group. Um, EC3 basically dominated this match with Dante. Uh, smiley made a nice little comeback. Um, including doing a big double big jumping double stomp, which I thought was too much for a guy you're going to beat. You know, like I know you want to give the guy something, but I think it's a little too big. You know, I would have cut that, um, cut that out. And again, a more dominant win. I don't want to see EC3 flat on his back for based, just a job guy here. I mean, Spinal has a good, he's a good looking athlete, and, but it has another guy who's just zero charisma, just out there could do some stuff, but just, I, you know, Didn't see anything that just made him stand out. Um, There was an interview with the NWA TV champion, Thomas Latimer. Um, He put over his... uh, I don't know if it's his girlfriend or just wife now. Camille's pay-per-view opponent, um, La Rosa Negra. But, you know, said Camille will defeat her. And, and, you know, he's the NWA TV champion. He wants the NWA world title, which is cool. You know, you know, you should always... The guys moving up, no matter the championship, wants to want the big title, right? So, Latimer's good looking at I like Latimer. I thought um, they had something there um, when they had um, the group Strictly Business with uh, Nick Aldis, uh, Thomas Latimer, and Camille. I thought there was definitely uh, a big money match for NWA, you know, as big as for NWA, but the Thomas Latimer versus Nick Aldis for the title. But I, and I think they did something later on, but that was already after the fact. And when it when it, meant, it didn't mean as much, but, um, uh, Latter-day is a good, good athlete. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a fine promo. Next up was a sinister minister and Taya Valkyrie promo, uh, building up a match between Taya Valkyrie and Maxine Palier for, uh, for either the finals of NWA TV women's TV title tournament or a qualifying match for the T V title tournament. Uh, they didn't really clarify what it was, but um I don't think NWA really needs to create a women's T V title. Do they have that much women that many women on the roster that could um uh, that could support two titles? I don't even think so, right? Like so I, I just think that's just Create a belt to create a belt. It's like another... You know, Billy Corgan and Tony Gaughan have so much in common, I think, when it comes to that. And you don't need you don't need a women's... they have women's tag team titles in this promotion as well. Like, they got three women's belts for... And you have an hour show. Uh, I know they do another show it's called NWSA, which... was well, That's another hour. So, where are you going to fit all these people in here, right? But they're trying something. They're trying to do something here. But I don't know. I think... Women's title, singles belt, world title is fine, and I don't think you really need a tag team title for the women's because the roster is so small when it comes to their division. There was a Medusa promo uh, in her interview. She, you know, she is she was the one responsible introducing the innovative women's TV title, so we can blame her. Uh, I guess parent Medusa's the. NWA USA commissioner, so that's why she created the title because she believes in equality. I guess because there's a men's TV title, there has to be a women's TV title. A guy named Chris Silvio Esquire um, is upset that he and his goons are uh, not getting as much opportunities in NWA. So, um, not much here. Uh, Chris Silvio Esquire didn't really stand out to me, he kind of seemed like a fake guy fake manager possibly wrestler I don't know but it just was kind of a a very awkward segment um, that Medusa did her best to make important but it just didn't come off as as anything good (laughs) here it was pretty bad Uh, match number three was a hair versus mask match between Gags the Gimp versus Sal the pal with James Mitchell Wow, I remember uh, Nick always talking about how the philosophy changed in NWA, what he was trying to do and how he was trying to create interest and the old school, you know, builds and the, you know, building up classic wrestling feuds and matches that people want to see. And when it's stuff like this, and I think he, he particularly mentioned a character like Gags the Gimp. And I agree with him. Like, this was Horrible. I don't understand who this is for. What? Who is this storyline for? I feel like it's only for one man, since so Billy Corgan, like he gets a kick out of it. But this audience is just looking at this. There's this poor lady in the front row with just like sour look on her face because it was sour watching these guys. And the story is these guys are tag team partners. They're in the stable with James Mitchell, but they, but James Mitchell wants them to fight each other and. Why I have no idea, but it's a punishment for both men. And there's a stip on this, of course, the hair from Sal the Powell versus the mask from Gags the Gimp. And they were working hard and being very physical. Gags the Gimp kind of takes some wacky bumps. And but it's just the gimmick is so stupid and it's so offensive, and and it just doesn't work. And who got their haircut? Who got the or did Gag? Did Sal get his haircut or did get Gag's the Gimp unmask? No, these guys both got counted out. It's a <laughs> so no one Gags and take his mask off. Sal the pal didn't get his hair. It was the one of the biggest screw jobs I've ever seen. It got zero reaction and all it did was give a black eye to anybody. Because how can you believe this promotion? They're going to come through with these. These stipulations that they do, even as, as stupid as this match was, like, if you're going to do this, like, deliver uh, uh, Sal losing hair or or the Gimp losing his mask. I can't believe I just said that, but really, really embarrassing stuff here, and I can see why anybody has zero buzz right now. Zero buzz. Um... Their NBA world champion right now is Tyrus, the former Brodus Clay in WWE. And, man, this guy. I don't understand why they made this guy a world champion. I mean, who wants to see Brodus Clay or Tyrus at this point? He can't move. He can barely give up when he goes down. You know... Is the wrestling has never been his strong point. His, his his strong point was his unique, freakish look, big old head, big body, big arms. You know, not muscular arms, just a big, wide man. And and as NWA champion, though, every once in a while, I'll see the little advertisements on Fight TV, like, "Oh, order the NWA pay per view," and I just see Tyrus on it, and I'm like. Well hell no. You know what I mean? Like why would I pay money no matter what it is? If it was even five bucks, I wouldn't pay five bucks to see Tyrus as in a main event. What a ripoff. Like NWA and and even Impact Wrestling, I would say, like, they they still book these old guys that don't mean jack shit right now. I'm sorry. I you know, like if it's a veteran. Even if they don't mean anything but a solid veteran that can kind of help get people over, I get it. Like a rhino who understands what to do out there and knows his place and knows, you know, I, I, you know a rhino's a good guy having a car. He's going to do his best to put someone over. But a Tyrus? Come on. You're asking people to shell out money to see Tyrus as your world champion? I just don't get it. I think the NBA needs to concentrate on finding... Those diamonds in the rough, those young stars that they can push and feature. And granted, if they get over here, these old, these younger stars, they you know, with the way the money situation is, and they they, they might leave, and you know, to WWE or AEW or even Impact Wrestling. But I mean, that's just a risk to take. But I, I at least get people interested in some something new and something fresh. And if you're worried about, oh, if I just get these young stars and we get them over, they're just gonna go to WWE or AEW, anyways. Like, but you just keep working, you keep searching for new stars, and keep it up, you know. Like, you know, you may have a a, a young kid that's shining through, and it's gonna go, but yeah, he's probably gonna go to WWE and like after the whatever year you, contract you sign him or AEW, but you, st- you just continue to find. More guys like that. It continue, you know. It continue to freshen up your cards, but again, how can you, as a company, say, "Hey, guys, buy this pay per view"? We have Tyrus as a world champion. I just can't see it. I, 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 I would want to ask so many people, like a survey, like would you pay money to see this guy wrestle? I bet most of them would be no. I think ninety nine point nine percent will be no. There might be that one person who's a member of Tyrus's family that says, "Yeah, I want to see Tyrus Russell, but it's just, it's just embarrassing. Um, he wasn't even on the show, and I just was, just like <laughs> dumbfounded. Like that guy still can't believe that he is the NWA's world champion. I just, I can't believe it. Uh, there's a uh, promo from Ashley D. DM Voice, DM Voice, and Kenzie Page, you know, hyping up their match next week, another women's TV tournament match, I think it is. And this is okay. Kenzie Page is, I remember her, how she started out. She's definitely upped her look, she's got herself a great shape. Uh, I think she has something. I think she's a. Some really good potential in her, for sure. Uh, Ashley D'Abois, she has a good look. But this on her end, it just felt like she's reciting lines. I didn't believe her. Yeah, she's doing her best. She's throwing some French out there and and you know try, trying to be a little different. But it still felt like her just mem- mem- memorizing lines and it didn't feel real. Kenzie Page, same thing. But she has a little toot on her that I was into and – um, but yeah, I mean, this might be an interesting matchup to check out next week, but I don't think I can make it next week after what I watched on this show. Um, next up was another promo Blunt Force trauma, who was uh Rodney Mack and Marshe Rocket under Black Mask all out doom in 1989. Um, it was a quick thing, didn't see much. Um, May Valentine, the, uh, the the interviewer, is somehow associated with these guys and something happened with her wedding with Aaron Stevens and she apologizes for what happened at the at the wedding. And it just uh, – it was so goofy that I think Marshall Rocket was sitting there and he's doing his best to hold back laughter, right? Running back did a great job just looking mean and nasty, but – Rocket was just trying to; it was nearly coming undone, and it it just was a goofy. I love Doom in nineteen eighty and nineteen ninety, but mostly personally in nineteen ninety when they took the masks off, and so hopefully that happens here and they can have the same kind of success. But um, um, you know, Roddy Max, decent worker, been around for a very long time, but I don't think he's Butch Reed or Ron Simmons. So, um, but I hope they, uh, hope they do well. The main event was the NBA's world champion, Camille, versus Ruthie J. Uh, Ruthie J shows that math lesson. Shows show some, some fire, some heart hitting offense. Some uh, Just some charisma. Uh She had a really beautiful drop kick. Uh, really beautiful. Uh, at one point, <laughs> Camille clothesline And Ruthie bumped back at her back on the bottom rope. That was a suck big time. Uh, There's a moment when uh, Camille was in the corner on her butt. And Ruthie was on the outside on the apron. And she like vaults in, up and over in. And just brings in the double knees. Think, uh, I want to say like Naito's spring in leg kick thing that he does. And the guy's in a seating position in the corner. Something similar, but this is double knees and these knees go right into Camille's face, right in her nose, bam. And it's just she was not in a good mood. Um But really you know, kept up the kept it very physical and uh it was interesting, I guess. Um But eventually Camille won't the spear. Camille has a, a really good look, but she's still very, very green and um, she definitely shows some improvements since I first saw her in the NWA but but um, but she needs, a, she needs to go somewhere else at this point I would think I know she signed a, a deal with the NWA I don't know how long it is but you know it's it's time for her to go to WWE or, or AEW and I think she'd be uh, good on either show um, so and I think Camille, especially for her, would benefit greatly for being in the WWE system. I think she's kind of perfect for what they like. And, um, I think, you know, she's, I think she would do a good job in that system. So I kind of, kind of want to see her in the WWE in the future. Uh, but AEW, they need some fresh women out there, you know, so she definitely could help out there. And Ruja J had something. I think she has some potential there. There's definitely, uh, Big time upside with her and I want to see more of her. I liked her like I said, I really liked her aggressiveness. Like she just kept going at it, you know, like you know, Camille didn't turn her face, that's on her. She got hit in the knees (laughs) right in the fucking face with his knees. And she let didn't let up, man. She kept it going. So Camille won with the spear and that was it. So did this ignite my interest in the NWA prod again? No, it didn't. It was a pretty, pretty blah, blah, blah show, um, a very poor show, a uh, hair versus mask match gags a gimp, and Sal the POW was just absolutely embarrassing. Uh, again, I don't know the goal of the NWA. I don't know Billy Corgan's goal. Like, is the get TV, you know, or or. Or is this just his own little fancy project? A little, he loves wrestling for a little long, and he has some money to to you know play with live action figures. You know, um, I don't see this moves being made to really like, man, they they're he's trying to get past just being on the YouTube, or uh, you know he's trying to get himself on talent. I don't see like him acquiring the talent for that. how, how can you go to other than maybe Fox News, because that's what Tyrus is, has a show on there. Who's gonna put this show on there, on their network? You know, it's not a visually uh, impressive show. It looks very minor league, very low rent. You got maybe twenty five people there, you know, watching this show, and they're just, like I said, they, look, they act like they're being held hostage and or some kind of like version of the squid game. Like they got to watch this. So they don't, if they can hang, they won't die. I mean, it's just, just very, very bad. And I was watching this kind of, like I said, I watched the previous episode, just kind of see where things are going out. And there's like this, I mean, bully Ray's on this show. I know he's on the impact wrestling stuff, but bully Ray's out there, Matt Cardona, um, uh, Mike Knox, old Mike Knox from WWE's out there, and that was a weird situation. It's a Mike Knox versus um, uh, who was it? Is it Dick Murdoch? No, sorry, Mark Trevor Murdoch. No, sorry, sorry, Mike Knox from Bully Ray. That was the main event of the show previous, and Mike Knox comes in before the bell, starts beating on Bully Ray. You know, he's. And Mike Knox, he looks good. Bully Ray's selling really well. And he's just beating the tar out of Bully Ray. He's choking him with a chain and all this stuff. And Bully Ray starts making a comeback (laughs) on on Mike Knox. And then Matt Cardona shows up and, you know, interferes. And they double-team Bully Ray. And then, you know. Mike Knox goes a powerbomb Bully Ray through the, ta- through the table and My- Matt Cardona giving Mike Knox the-, the business verbally and also Mike Knox just gets pissed and chokes on Matt Cardona through the table. He's had enough of the verbal abuse, that's what they're saying, of Matt Cardona. And then he just kind of like tells Bully Ray here you go, here you go, go ahead and kick his ass i'll step aside and like it's just a weird thing you went from jumping boy for the bell to choking with the chain that you brought in the ring to all of a sudden being like yeah we're cool you know and just a really wacky show this is and and it makes no damn sense and like i said there's nothing that really i can see that's like you know i want to stick around and see what's going to happen next um like I said, Tyrus, WWE World Champion, just makes you not want to spend the money on it, you know. So this was kind of a shorter kind of, you know, it's, you know, take WWE Power on the longest show. So it's not, you know, I didn't really get, I didn't think this was going to go an hour, but this was WWE Power, and I'll probably be another year or so until I check out another episode because I will watch a new episode of innovate power. If I see that Tyrus has lost the title because right now Tyrus as world champion, makes me have zero interest in the product. So, um, I don't think I'm not, I'm not alone with alone, you know, on this. So thanks everyone for listening to take on podcast. I apologize for some sniffles and stuff. I am dealing with a head cold. So, um, I hope you, uh, Still enjoyed this episode and um, if there's any other promotions you want me to watch, check out and review on Take It On Podcast. Let me know. Um, if you have any other comments, hit me up on Twitter at LaRoccaJL. I love talking to, talking to you all about the podcast. And uh, I'll see you next week. Be safe. Take care.